0: Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to Audibletrial.com/slash Andrea Town and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a title free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to Audibletrial.com slash Andrea Town. And I want to let you know, you guys, I listen to Audible. It's all I listen to for real. I have so many great books on there. I just don't have the time to sit down and read a book, but I listen to Audible when I'm driving in the car, when I'm out for walks, when I'm in the house doing something boring like cleaning. So I'm a huge fan and I'm really excited. So please, y'all, go try it out. Um, And if you need some suggestions on books, maybe I'll put a little list on my website of the Audible books that I've read and the ones I'm currently reading. Right now I'm reading something about how to be a millionaire real estate agent uh, by one of the Kellers or something. So that's a good book. Um, But anyway, yeah, do it. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Andrea Town. We have a really fun show today. We have my friend John Gilligan, comic, actor, and has a very interesting medical story. He had a heart attack and uh, all kinds of interesting stuff. So we're lucky to have him, and he's lucky to be alive. So sit back, enjoy, and relax, and let's go.
1: Next up, Andrea Town, all aboard.
0: Hey everybody! Welcome to Andrea Town. Today's guest is my good friend John Gilligan. What's going on, Gilly?
1: Hey Andrea, this is cool. It's it's the, the stereo effect with the two speakers. And you can the hear it. Yeah. yeah,
0: are some of them not like that? I don't know. I don't know either.
1: I just. Uh,
0: it's good you can hear yourself
1: in both ears. Yeah. In both ears. Yeah. Yeah. This thank is you, crazy. Thank
0: you, Kevin Kelly, the producer. Um, my mic's a little bit far away.
1: Kevin Kelly, like, the dog sitter from Summerlin.
0: Is he? Is he? The, oh yeah, the dog sitter slash yeah. My husband has to take the dog, one dog, up in the bedroom. Um, when we were.
1: My first question when I arrived was,
0: "Where's the biter?"
1: Yeah, yeah. One of them has to be a biter. If you, you could have three scoot dogs. that in a little bit more too. This? So you, yeah, wrinkles, There you go.
0: That's better. Yeah. Um, radio voice. Yeah, <laughs> you do have a good radio voice. You used to do radio, right?
1: Yeah, I, I had a blast. It's fun, but it's a hard business.
0: Yeah. What when when what?
1: Mine was more of an internet-based radio thing I did with somebody Radio Rocks Vegas. I was out here. Yeah.
0: Did you do it back in New York at all?
1: No, I did it in the military.
0: Oh, wow.
1: Years ago. 30 years ago.
0: Yeah, we got so much to cover. So, I met you at your uh open mic at Rebar? Rebar. That was where we met.
1: It's the longest running open mic under a tin roof in an alley behind an antique store anywhere in Las Vegas. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Probably anywhere in the world. Yeah, right. It's the most interesting space.
1: I've, yeah. I now, did you keep it
0: going during the winter too?
1: Yeah, they put uh propane heaters out there for Today. us, electric heaters, and we get thirty-five people a week showing up.
0: Wow, unbelievable! For people that don't know, Vegas gets super cold,
1: especially to us. Like I'm from New York, and that's pretty cold. Right.
0: That's a different kind of cold.
1: Yeah, Michigan, Wisconsin, they get you new. Know, Mino, North Dakota, they might not. How do you say it? Places that get to negative 11 oh my regularly. God. Like, that's cold. Well,
0: that's but, a lot colder than here. But I think people just don't expect Vegas to get cold. And this last time people were like, I don't know how you survive the heat. I'm like, how about the cold? That's yeah. what you really need to survive.
1: Yeah. Anytime um, the temperature drops 70 degrees from your summer average, it's cold.
0: And and it's like that bone chilling, really like unbearable. Even
1: today, 50, yeah, it 50 degrees. It's wet outside. And I, I want to go to bed.
0: And it's I don't know. I'm like I'm ready for spring.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Ready for it. It's but anyway, gonna... we met at Rebar. And when I came, it was the summer. Yeah. Was... So you had fans out there.
1: Yeah, it was warm. It was brutal.
0: Well, I... I would
1: say warm, just not to scare off the new people. But it was like 112 <laughs> degrees oh my under God, a metal roof. So
0: when I got home, I was like sweating uh, in Still. every part of my body. Kevin's coming to pick up the other dog because you were bad.
1: And now you have to go with daddy. Uh-oh. Somebody got a text message to come and do more dog Got a text message come get
0: the dog. Um, he was like, <laughs> he was like, on my leg the whole time. like, yeah, we're not going to do that for 45 minutes to an hour. So, yes, I came out there, and that's where I met you. But we were like Facebook friends before that. Yeah. Because you recognized me from Facebook. You were like, I think we're Facebook friends.
1: That's exactly my gift. If somebody has enough posts on Facebook, I'll start to recognize them somewhere. Isn't that
0: crazy? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have a relationship with people that really is just a Facebook relationship.
1: Yeah, it's funny. So we don't see each
0: other that much. We don't talk that much. But we, like, they comment on every one of my posts. And if
1: if you can't comment on somebody's posts, then then what's the point of being Facebook friends? Like, I've commented on people's stuff and they're like, who are you? Like,
0: well, then delete me.
1: Yeah, why did you have me here?
0: I have to tell you the saddest thing. So it was just my birthday. And you know, for face on Facebook, you get like a, a million messages, you know. But I've been wanting to like kind of condense my Facebook a little bit, and and like know at least the majority of the people on there. But there's a lot of people I don't know. Mm-hmm. So I used my birthday to delete people. So it was like someone wished me happy birthday, and I'm like, who's that? Yeah, I
1: don't know that person. You're doing it backwards.
0: Isn't that terrible? So I, terrible.
1: I've I've devised a method of unfriending people on their birthday <laughs> so they won't notice it. <laughs> I wake up and I'm like, who is this person? I've said happy birthday to them for five years. They've never clicked like, I'm not giving you another one. I'm friended. That's so funny. Yeah. They don't notice because they get 200 birthday wishes. Right.
0: That's the thing. It's like, I just look at people and go, I don't know you. You know what I mean? And uh, I felt bad about doing that, but I just had to like, it was getting out of control. You know, I think what happened was when Facebook first started, I took it like a like a contest. I'm like, what, how many people can you get?
1: I absolutely right. Did that with my wife. I was like, what do you mean you have 75 friends? I'm getting to 100. <laughs>
0: Let's bump it up. Right. How many you got? I'm going to get more. And then it was that thing where we reached that limit. And then once we reached the limit.
1: Which is retarded because no, I, sh- I shouldn't use that bad word, but it means to slow or stop or impede the progress. And right. As a professional comedian. I don't think five thousand is enough.
0: No, and they, they should have let us know, like, hey, you need to have a professional page. You know, what But I'm I mean? not
1: or, I'm not doing that. I'm not paying for anything. I'm not no, switching things over. But even, I don't.
0: even the uh, the page that I have, whatever it's called, it's not called it's like a there's a name for it. A fan like, page. Fan page or whatever. Uh-huh. Um the hard thing about it is that you can't do anything like it's, it's just... It's, you
1: can't promote too much. And you you got, yeah. Right.
0: And then you got two pages. You know what I mean? It yeah. just feels like awkward. And I like to have one page, but... And my fan page doesn't have anywhere near what my Facebook page
1: is. Right. Has. And I have enough trouble posting on Facebook without it being exactly. something smarmy.
0: The, <laughs> the whole thing is my husband usually... He usually handles the fan page. He does like a lot That's of posting cool, though, and stuff. Okay. And he's like connected that. Does your... So your wife and you have been married...
1: It was 26 years a couple of weeks ago. God lucky thing isn't she
0: she is so blessed how um (laughs) we're touched we don't know so you guys met where when what was the situation uh
1: 1991 she picked me up in a bar in queens new york called the blarney castle
0: oh my god the blarney castle how appropriate right picked up a mick in a blarney castle Yeah, yeah and
1: that's exactly what happened and what um now, mick is an irish person if you're out there listening and somehow don't know that do people not happy know that? saint patrick's month i know is it, i don't is know that... when this is airing happy fourth of july right <laughs> 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 it's christmas
0: <laughs> see the snow um do Enjoy you do sales do people uh is that a derogatory term mick because i know like WAP people go it's not nice to call people a WAP, and i didn't know it was derogatory you know i was
1: like that's the the thing is i'm a, italian i I mean, I'm not Italian. I'm Irish. Right. I was like, Wait, uh, you're we're, Italian? yeah, no, we're not offended by anything. So you can call me a Mick or well, a Donkey. Well, I think
0: Mick means because you're a lot of like McKinley or Mick.
1: Yeah, something. Right. Isn't yeah. that why they
0: call them Micks? As far as I, I know. didn't know Wap. I thought Wap just meant like Wap. I thought it was just a nickname. I didn't realize it stood for without papers. Uh-huh. Which isn't that. an insult. Right, we came off the boat, right? You know, where they say a lot s- of guys are named Tony because their ticket just said to, to New, New York. York. Yeah. That's- like <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's funny. So,
0: so what was life like when you guys met? Were you doing stand up?
1: No, no. Life, life was way different when I met. I, there was horse-drawn carriages in the streets of Manhattan at the time. Cobblestone streets and big sailing ships in the harbor. It was 1992. We were all wearing tracksuits. I thought oh it was a God. gangster. John Gotti was the king of New York City. Right,
0: one hundred percent.
1: Yeah, it was a whole entire different world that nobody understands anymore.
0: And and then you you moved here when when two thousand
1: one. So it's been almost 18 years in Las Vegas.
0: Okay, so you guys were married for 10 years before you ever left
1: Oh, yeah. New we York. just decided it was time to get the kids out of New York. I'm so
0: fascinated by long-term marriage because my marriages were, let's see, the first one was 15 months, but that was like I was 18. In a row? Was like, what, what did you say? <laughs>
1: in a row? In a row. It was like that one, <laughs> right, that's what I'm saying.
0: <laughs> and then uh, the second one was, how long was my second marriage? It wasn't 10 years. It must have been like...
1: That's a number of years 97,
0: though. 19, 99, one, two, 3, 6 years. Six I know. years, and this one is seven years. This is my longest marriage.
1: But 20, yeah, but he's cool though. He's. So I don't cool. know your other two, but I can tell you don't hate cool. this they guy.
0: They were cool too, but in a different kind of in a different kind of way. He's super cool. Like mm-hmm. he's just really chill, and he's, he's helpful too. You just said he does some
1: marketing, and
0: oh yeah, no, he'll do. Yeah, he loves to be uh, involved in all that part. Because when we met, we were both acting we met in right. acting class he'd been married before i've been married before so it was just sort of like he had kids i had kids and we were just sort of like at that stage where it was like i i just didn't want to date anymore i mean a lot of what i talk about in my stand is actually true it was just dating was exhausting like you stopped dating when you met your wife well mm-hmm. hopefully yeah, did, right. Right?
1: <laughs> i'm the best dater in las vegas <laughs> what are you talking about
0: but you were how old
1: ish oh my goodness i got married at 26 and had my first kid Yeah, so
0: you you can imagine 26 dating 20s it's still kind of fun Could you imagine 46 50 it's not fun no it's
1: it's it's not and i i know a lot of people that have been through the ringer out here as as uh, newly divorced yeah Yeah, however you want to phrase it but the guys are getting dicked over big time they go on tinder or grind or whatever they do yeah right depending on your orientation but it's like Oh, meet me at Applebee's, meet me at at, uh, Maggiano's, meet me at Capital Grill, meet me. Every woman is out there for the meal. Yeah. And then they'll say something like, well, you can't insult the the waiter like that and get up and leave. Oh, my
0: gosh. They're just trying to get meals. Free
1: meals, yeah. It's
0: like meals on wheels.
1: (laughs) So, yeah, so you have to spend $70 to find out you weren't going to get any further.
0: And you weren't, yeah, progressing. And I... For me personally, I would never want to meet anybody for dinner because that's like, that's a long, I, to me that's coffee, a second date. 12 bucks. Coffee's enough. You <laughs> right? know what I mean? Me for coffee. And, and then and you just, have energy. To yeah. You have coffee. right? Whatever. There's a lot of Yeah. But I just don't, I don't know because it's really, to me, I'm a very, I think because I'm an artist, like I work off of chemistry. Like I know right away if I have chemistry. Mm-hmm. Like phone, it's kind of hard, I guess, or the computer. I never did that kind of dating. But like when you meet, I know right away. Like, not that you're the one or that we're gonna, you know, no, wind up dating. Com- but there's, there's a compatibility, something, right? There's at least that, something yeah. there. So nothing would be worse to me than like setting up this dinner date or something off of a computer, you know, connection. And then we get there and I'm in the first five minutes, like, absolutely not. There's no
1: way. Why in the fuck would you wear those shoes? Right?
0: What the f- velcro shoes? Seriously? <laughs> velcro. You can't shoes tie are- your own shoes. Yeah, but- remember velcro shoes? Yeah. I used to just think,
1: just it's so lazy. I'm I'm so paranoid about what's going to happen because the, nobody else but you knows this. I've had back surgery. No, I mean a lot of people know, but your listeners don't. Right. Back surgeries and knee surgeries. I can't bend. I can't kneel. Right. I can't. Like shoes are an issue.
0: for Right. Me. Right. So you do a lot of slip-ons.
1: Yeah, well, I tie my shoes to to a point once, and then I They're use the shoehorn to put oh, on them. In. Yeah. Interesting. Very. And it's a, like a three-foot shoehorn from IKEA. <laughs>
0: so bending down is just
1: too much for me wow yeah this is the first time and in, in our history since we've been together we bought a toilet at home depot and i had to pay somebody to come install it because i just was physically unable
0: so is, is it getting worse as time goes on do you think yeah absolutely yeah. yeah
1: my back and my knees
0: wow and what is it for from military from football from just
1: no know? Not really sports. No, yeah, the military was the, was the beginning of the knees and then construction with the back.
0: And you were a cop, too, right?
1: No, I just looked like one. My parents were oh. both cops.
0: Your parents are cops. That's what it yeah, was. Yeah. yeah.
1: No, I was a criminal. You were- <laughs> <laughs> just the opposite. I actually tried to become a cop three times and failed the psychological exam all three times.
0: I heard it's tough. It's well, really it's, it's not
1: that it's tough, it's that I, I, I was an idiot. I didn't think what I was saying, but I was raised by two cops in a house full of cops. Like right. There was always cops in my house.
0: Right.
1: When they started asking me these questions at the interview, I was giving cop answers. Right. All right, you see a black guy jiggling a doorknob, shoot him. What? <laughs> no. you <don't>... <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like,
0: what? Yeah. no
1: no 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 right. you're not the judge you're the police officer right you gotta be shoot him whack him with yeah. a club oh what my god yeah so i three times i couldn't even get a job like there are cops out there who got fired for running drug rings and they wouldn't let me be one
0: yeah i mean i knew some cops in jersey and uh i, I won't name names but um but they did some you know pretty uncoply like things while oh they were absolutely. cops i mean yeah. it's you know it's uh
1: there's a few great shows about there's a great documentary called The 7 5 about Michael Dowd he was a cop in the precinct next to my dad's
0: wow and he
1: was running a drug ring where somebody paid him $4000 a week to follow cocaine deliveries so nobody would hit the car in front of them
0: so when did the when did the comedy come into play when did you decide you wanted to do stand i tried
1: stand-up? it early from like 90 to 94 in new york okay performed in places like the new york comedy club and pips and places along like governors and okay but never really Knew what I was doing. Right. And when I got into the cement and concrete workers union in 1994, it was the hardest work I ever did. And I used to go home and fall asleep on the couch.
0: So there's no way you could do stand up at night.
1: So that was it. I didn't do it. I came out here. I was like, it'll probably be easier in Las Vegas in 2001. Like, no, it was not. It was terrible back then. Yeah. So I guess I really didn't even get to get into it until like 2013 when there was a scene out here. Okay. There used to be one or two open mics, and it was a clique of people. Who yeah. Just...
0: Yeah. You didn't want to be around. Yeah. But now it's like, it's funny. There's really no comedy club here, though. Like a club. Well, I mean, I guess the closest thing would be the L.A. Comedy Club, right?
1: I call but that it... my home club. Yeah. For sure. But
0: that's an actual club. But the other ones are, but see, like.
1: Corporate. Like there's Yeah. A, a, a you know, that's Matt. And and Joaquin over at LA Comedy Club are like Family. And yeah. you go to Brad Garrett's, he's a great guy, but yeah. I've never met him, so I no. can't get in there. No. And, and it's all it's the cellar's the same way. Yeah. yeah. It's the bookers somewhere the else and I don't and I know, know them.
0: People from the cellar and I still can't get in.
1: You have to know somebody at this one, not yeah. the other one. Yeah.
0: And, but it's just like I've never been the person that people were really trying to give spots to. Like I've always had to fight for spots. We you all know? have
1: to fight for spots when when you get to a certain point. Everybody gets the easy ones in the beginning, and usually yeah. they get them too early because they're cute.
0: Right, and they're not ready, and yeah. then it's like, oh, now what?
1: Step back two steps.
0: Yeah, exactly. But there's no, like, I mean, even the Laugh Factory here isn't the Laugh Factory in L.A. It's not a comedy club, you know, it's
1: just... But a, it's also a different type of atmosphere, too. Like, totally. L- L.A. comedy has gone over the edge lately. Everyone that I meet is over here talking about Trump. I'm like, that's... One of those things I don't do. I'm not political. No. But there's a reason. Yeah. And that's because in Las Vegas, you just instantly infuriate half of the people when you mention the political organization and that you like.
0: And that's why I think comics in L.A. go on tour, because you need to go on tour to get a read on the country. Mm-hmm. You know, L.A. is not a good read on the country. Like, even when no, we were going to No, but Las through, Vegas is. These comedy clubs because, like Las Vegas right.
1: Live, that's the middle of America. It's smartest board right? of, of
0: everybody. Yeah. And that's why when people go, oh, yeah, I hate doing comedy in Vegas, they go, well, that's like saying you hate doing comedy in the United States,
1: because it's communist yeah
0: <laughs> well it's just such a good intersection of all that's why i love doing john and i do hooters a lot and that's why i love doing hooters is because you know when I mean, we had a, a whole troop full of bikers
1: yeah and it was a mean? consistently fun show
0: it was yeah i love that room I do too. Every yeah, time and I it's go. new.
1: It's brand new. John Helder and his hilarious seven at Hooters is...
0: yeah. Now it's at nine. Yeah, so or been... or
1: it's been running solid for a year, depending on when Kevin gets this edited and put right. out. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin's pretty quick.
0: He'll get it out quick.
1: So Sweet. it's a new show. Yeah, Hooters. It's a new
0: show. Brand new show. No, it's um, it's a fun show, and I like. I I don't know. I like that kind of. It's
1: mish-mash. a cute concept, though. Yeah, it's seven minutes or seven comics, ten minutes each. In case you're wondering.
0: I think it's great because I think exactly what he said is right is like, you know, sometimes you're like, oh, God, how long is this guy going to be on? And then you look up and you're like, oh, three more minutes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like if it's not working for you and it's not not that the comic's not good, but it could just not be anything that resonates with you.
1: It doesn't matter whether the comic is good, to be honest with you. It's like you just said, if somebody, if, if you sit well with the audience, mm-hmm. you can talk about the Bible.
0: Yep. And I think diff- some people rub people just the wrong way. Just in- some people just don't like a certain person's approach. You Absolutely. Know? And so.
1: And I love that. Yeah. I love when I watch a comic, be cocky and get taken down a notch because like, people. No, we don't like you. Yeah. Yeah. But audiences understand everything without knowing what they're seeing. Mm. They feel your fear. Yeah. And they'll they'll anger at you when you're afraid.
0: Yeah, and I've said this a couple of times. I think, like, a comedy, stand-up comedy is, like, the truest art form we have right now because everything else is is up for editing and, This you know, and dance, yeah. Yeah, it's, like, live dance. Yeah. yeah. If you get up and you just dance, yeah, absolutely, because you're going to fall on your ass or you're going to... Yeah. You know what I mean? But plays the same thing, you know? Any kind of live where you're just getting up and... But the thing I love about, uh, about stand-up comedy, different than plays... Uh, is that it doesn't matter how famous you are. And I've seen this happen over and over again. I'm sure you have too. Like the most famous guy in the world could get up to do stand-up and he'll get thunderous applause, standing ovation. People are like, oh my God, we love you. And then everybody gets quiet and it's like, now be funny. Mm-hmm. And if you're not funny, it just doesn't matter how famous you it's are. It's
1: just a TED talk. They
0: just don't care. Yeah, I'm just like, okay, this is... I mean, that's what happened with Michael Richards. I was there the night that went down and it was... um
1: That's hysterical. It was
0: interesting. It was like, oh boy, you were, you know, I mean, people loved him. And then he It brings
1: up such a good point though. Like what he said was wrong. There's no two ways around that. And he ruined his career and I feel terrible for him because he was infuriated about something. And for all we know he was sick and he wasn't in his right mind. Mm -hmm. So you got But when he was a kid, that's how people spoke. And now we're holding people to a standard for things they said 40 years ago. like, mm. But that wasn't the norm.
0: Right. Well, yeah, it was... Um,
1: it stopped being right what he said the minute he thought it. Right. 100%. <laughs> you know, there's, there's no way to sugarcoat that.
0: Well, there was, there was something... Oh God, I can't remember what it was. We were just watching and somebody was going down over something and I was like... Yeah, but you kinda have to understand that the times have changed. You know what I mean? It's like Oh, most like,
1: people over fifty five don't grab that concept. That's like oh, dad's slapping dad's generation. people on the ass at yeah. work still and
0: Oh yeah. I was I was at a lifetime and I was listening to this old guy talk to this girl and he was like, Well, you're way too pretty to be cleaning the machines and I'm like, You can't say that anymore. Yeah. Like what, you just even can't, if you think it. Right. You can't say it. It's like, um, I have noticed a turn in um like when I went to LA to just kind of hang out at all the comedy clubs I've spent time in the men are way different to you it's sort of like how are you good to see you <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? it was like before they would like maul you but it was it was fine it wasn't like anything you know no it wasn't bad. serious it sexual was just, assault yeah. but, but it's like now men are like really on their is that still the term P's and Q's? Remember that? I don't yeah, know what it's that means. I don't, on your P's and Q's. What does that mean? I don't
1: know. I'm not that old. I'm but old enough to have heard, too, it, heard right? it. You've heard yeah, it. but What the fuck does it mean? That's funny. I was working on a joke about something, a lawsuit money, and and I wanted to use the punchline, and you know, they sent me a bunch of money, and then I took a trip to Lord's, and now I'm cured. But I don't know if people still know about lords. I don't even
0: know what that is. What's lords?
1: It's a place where you go into the holy... You get like the holy water and miracles oh. happen. Yeah. So it's been so long since anybody's even heard of Lourdes. Funny. That, yeah, it would be if anybody knew what the hell I was talking about. Go back.
0: But maybe just do it and then see what's lost the, on people and then went, go. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, right. Anybody under 40, here's what this is. Yeah. Um, so you came out here and you started doing stand-up. And then um, how did we, how did you... So when you moved from New York and you moved here and there was no scene were you like des- devastated, disappointed? Did you feel like you were
1: No, it was still I, I was still a construction worker, so it really didn't matter to me. Yeah. I wasn't interested in pursuing anything else because I I still had three young kids. All oh, right. Now the youngest one's 22, so you know, I've been in I guess 6 years now. He was 16. That's old enough for me to start diverging and from you what do, i did you
0: don't do a lot of jokes about your kids do you i don't you don't yeah no. I noticed that. you don't do any jokes about your kids huh
1: which is funny because i'm uh, i'm a registered psychopath so one of my things is i'm hypersensitive about Wait,
0: what things. does i mean a registered psychopath
1: uh, i've been uh what's the word committed to a host- oh, okay. never never been committed, committed. no okay. no but i've been diagnosed as as being a psychopath there are certain traits in people that have psychopathic tendencies huh. and let's say it takes five to be a psychopath what right? are
0: they do you
1: know no what
0: are your what are your ones that you
1: it's like lack of empathy and okay. and, and things along these lines like i watch somebody get killed and it doesn't Yeah, no, like it's just a thing like watching a water bottle fall off a table. It's equally tragic to me. Okay. (laughs) Like, not. Right. Yeah, so... Whatever they are I have like fourteen of these markers that wow. make yeah, and you can be a good psychopath right. or you can be an evil psychopath. Right. And I'm a good psychopath. Well, obviously. Which is like that guy who will pick up the machine gun to defend everybody in the church.
0: Right. Okay. But what how did it come about to you that you got diagnosed? Like what because of the happening? heart attack. Okay.
1: And the brain damage that was caused by Shantix, I became a patient at the Cleveland Clinic and I had to undergo psychi- psychological evaluations wow. to find out how my brain changed after Shantix rewired me.
0: Now, did it... Did, did
1: I you... was not a psychopath Before, until, yes. until Shantix. Uh-huh.
0: So you quit smoking, had a heart attack, <laughs> became a psychopath, uh-huh. but you don't smoke anymore. Correct. That's what Shantix did.
1: Uh-huh. Well, no, actually, I started smoking again, too. I had to use the patch to quit I'm going to recommend the patch and not Shantix.
0: (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Well, I think I told you I had a boyfriend that took Shantix once and he, like, said he was having these horrible dreams and Uh, nightmares. That's the beginning. He woke up and looked in the mirror and his face became a witch's face and then all his teeth fell into the sink. That's what he saw. Wow. And he was like, I'm going to keep smoking. And I was like, I think you should keep smoking. Yeah. I think you should keep smoking. But I think there's two different kinds of smokers. Like, I just quit. Like, I just quit smoking. Some can. But for him, he had been smoking so young, it was such a part of his makeup. And he also kicked heroin. So it was sort of like, eh, pick your battles, you know? Yeah, right. Um,
1: If you can do one, you can do the other, though.
0: And did you just want to quit, or did you have health stuff?
1: Well, I mean, aside from the heart attack, i knew i had to quit but wait it was
0: the heart attack from the Chantix? yeah okay so i'm saying what made you take Chantix in the first place
1: oh just to stop smoking just
0: was it your wife like you got to quit smoking
1: no i don't know what it was that led to it it's been so long it was 2006 when i took the Chantix. that's right. why i never took i never pieced it together and how until much did you smoke a pack a day
0: okay but you had to be motivated to quit for some reason yeah i don't right? know what the
1: reason was but looking
0: back so when you say you lost like short term memory, right? You lost when you had the heart. You had the heart attack and then lost your memory.
1: I'm, I'm over here nodding like that helps right? your story. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh, yes. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so you. All my answers must be verbal. You <laughs> will have to
0: subtitle your answers.
1: Right?
0: <laughs> He's shaking his head. Yes. Um, so you you had the heart attack and then lost your memory, or it was verbal? All...
1: Yes. Yes. Yes, I had the heart attack, and then things started to fall apart after that. The heart attack came out of nowhere.
0: And you had the widowmaker, right? Which is like the two, most severe. Two
1: arteries just like clogged up, and my heart collapsed from the top. And
0: was this a side effect of Shantix? Yes, it was. It is. So a sh- you know yeah. this going in, kind of. No, that, oh, you don't. They know. didn't
1: know any they of the side effects. Didn't. Oh, when they did the No, this is 2006. Effect. This is when it first came out. Now they talk about all the side effects. They do. But they even now tried to smear people. people. Wow. They tried to smear people by saying you may have some kind of psychological side effects, but that's because you were probably crazy first.
0: <laughs> God. Well, how do you know, right? I mean, there's no way to... Re- unless you're tested before you start Which, taking luckily, the Which,
1: luckily, I had been.
0: And listen, I've seen people that are a couple of days without a cigarette who smoke and they're crazy. I mean, mm-hmm. they're not, I mean, Oh, absolutely. You totally so addicted. angry. And, yeah. My aunt was just visiting and she's been on, on and off of a smoker, you know, and she's back to smoking. And, uh, she said i'm out of cigarettes <clears throat> i was like all right we're gonna leave for the airport in an hour i went to go take a shower and my daughter texted me she's like we're walking to go get cigarettes like i'm like you're walking you're close she's enough like, i know yeah, where you we live. went to albertson yeah. yeah yeah but the thing was is that she my my daughter says she was like shaking and freaking out and like
1: i think yeah a, a good portion of that is in your brain and then the rest of it is physical
0: i think so too
1: but You know, like we were just talking about this before we started with my dog. If I give her a rawhide, she's like an addict about it. And you can't take the rawhide away from her. That's all she'll think about then. She'll just walk around the room looking for it, staring at it, looking for it, sniff it out. Like, that's how I get. Like, I'm like, right. all right, I have to lose weight tomorrow. And then tomorrow, all I can think about is how I'm not getting enough food. This diet <laughs> sucks. When's lunch? Like, right. it's so in your head to be in your head about it. Like, yeah. I, I, I use the patch to quit smoking as long as you just go about your day. Right. You generally realize later that, yeah. You have to stay very busy. Right.
0: Yeah, I mean, because I remember that, like, when I was acting, anytime, like, I would have a sh- have a show or, you know, be on a series or whatever, I didn't even think about food. It was yeah. just like, oh, shit. I'm like, I have low blood pressure right now. I need to go eat something. Like, it was that. But when I was at home and didn't have a show, I was like, I, I ate all day long. I yep. couldn't stop eating. So it is mind over matter a little bit.
1: It really is. And mm-hmm. not everybody, like you were talking about the meditation before. That really yeah. helps people.
0: I'm telling you, it's really changed something in me. And the, the difference is this time doing TM. I think I was telling you this. I, I'm doing TM meditation. And what really has changed is like in the meditation, I'm like, eh, this isn't working. Nothing's happening. But, but I noticed in my day... I'm like more balanced and just sort of calmer and yeah I mean this the, the research on it is kind of fascinating that it really um, helps with blood pressure and stress and so yeah many I mean,
1: Things that I mocked as a child are wonderful for me now. Yeah. A a cardiologist diet and and yoga. Right. All that stuff.
0: Well, it's like for us, we don't want to do those things until we're forced into doing those things. (laughs) That's what I
1: always said. I don't want to eat cardiac food until the doctor tells me to eat cardiac food. And what's cardiac food? (laughs) To me, that's just not chicken cutlet parmesan.
0: (laughs) It sounds so good. (laughs) Right? It's just yeah. grilled chicken. Right? Yeah, like
1: grilled chicken and some vegetables. grilled vegetables. It just Maybe sounds boring. Every, it is like boring. anytime someone puts you on a diet, it sounds yeah. shitty. But if you said, Hey, I came up with this new diet, I make asparagus with feta cheese and do that, oh, yeah. that sounds pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Well, when you have constraints on the food, then you can you become creative. You start making things that are creative. Yeah, exactly. But I have my thing is sugar. That's the hardest thing for me to stay away from. I have such
1: a sweet tooth. I blew it last night.
0: What'd you have?
1: I went and got a pair of donuts.
0: What's a pair of donuts? Two? Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> it
1: comes in a package at seven eleven.
0: Oh, it's called a pair of donuts.
1: I don't know what it's called, but it was two chocolate donuts in a package. Like regular two chocolate size? cupcakes. You know, yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I've
0: seen the cupcakes and pairs. <laughs> I've never seen a pair of donuts. Yeah, me either. So i chocolate donuts. chocolate. And donuts. then
1: some kind of uh ice cream. Cream cheesecake.
0: Cream cheesecake.
1: Yeah, so those three and a chocolate milk on the way after I got uh, Chick-fil-A on the way home. I did two shows yesterday without dinner.
0: Well, you're probably exhausted and yeah, hungry. Was a, and, and there's yeah. something about that after-show food that's so good. I know Hannah put it in my head one night about Chick-fil-A, mm-hmm. and I'd never had it.
1: Isn't it a good sandwich? Oh, my
0: God. It was amazing. I took so through, I got it, and right I, after I talked to her, they were still I, open. I was like, I'm going.
1: Anytime I'm over there, I'm like, oh, maybe I do need a sandwich.
0: At L.A. Comedy Club? Yeah.
1: yeah. I was there last night for I mean, the 10 it's o'clock
0: show. It's funny. It's still calories in, calories out. So I think... You know, even though the grilled chicken and all that stuff is probably healthier or whatever, I think if you can just limit the amount of calories. And that's what I've been trying to do is just eat less, you know.
1: There's the secret to this and none of us want to admit it. It's just eating correctly and exercising until you sweat every day. Every day. Yeah. See, the exercise
0: part I love. I love exercise. So that's not a problem for me. I love to exercise. I love to go walking. I, I go on the elliptical. I go to the gym. I take classes. I lift weights weights like four times a week i do all that mine is the food i just i don't want to eat healthy i just don't want to i don't want to eat healthy. i want to eat like i'm at a carnival i want yeah, a hot dog on right. cotton candy popcorn and maybe some ice cream every day
1: if i'm in charge it's not going to be healthy no. that's for sure no. my husband just... made
0: chicken enchiladas tonight for dinner is what you kind of smell in the house he made a tray of chicken enchiladas that's not bad because he put grilled chicken and he put you know and so it's it's like crossing Fairly that line healthy. where it's a little bad but not
1: Full on and some of my favorite Mexican food. I'm really not a fan of Mexican food. Really I am not of yeah. Mexican food. I'm coming around.
0: See, I'm not a fan of Italian food. Isn't that we, weird?
1: Yeah, it's I was just... raised on the wrong coast for Mexican food, though. Well, like yeah, that me was too. our go-to: it was pizza or a hot dog, bagel. Right, right. We didn't have. Everybody awesome. here is like, let's get a taco. You're
0: like what? Or yeah. You,
1: you don't have a sabrette stand in your <laughs> neighborhood? <laughs> <laughs> no, Mr. Softy coming oh around with ice cream God. later. It's an East Coast thing.
0: Oh, totally, Mr. Softy. Yeah, people don't even know what that is. I don't even think people know what the ice cream truck... Ch- well, there was the ice cream man, but when There's I, always
1: been a creepy ice cream when van. When
0: we moved to L.A., um, the kids were, like, hearing the noise of the ice cream man, and they were like, we want to go to this... And this creepy van pulled up, and I was like, we're, well, no, we're not even going anywhere near that when i was a kid the good humor truck used to come it was an
1: official truck it was an
0: official white good humor truck and the guy got out
1: he was fucking dressed in in a uniform he had a white
0: outfit i mean he looked legit he He looked like he could give you ice cream and possibly perform like a medical procedure like he was sterile good humor right he was sterile everything looked clean and it
1: made you trust his ice cream even though it was the same greasy uniform every day
0: this guy looked like I couldn't believe what he looked like, and then he had like big a, worm. Oh God, it was terrible, and he had all these like candy, and like no soda, no. You Stuff get hanging
1: string. from a string, oh, God. some kind of what? scorpion. Pop.
0: Yeah. Oh ew. Yeah. Right? No. Totally
1: different. Totally yeah.
0: different culture.
1: Absolutely. I I was on the other side of town with a realtor one day doing uh, it was like a handyman. I was looking at something, hmm. and she says. Hey, I hear the corn person. Can you go stop them? I'll be right out. I was like, I don't know what those words mean.
0: What's a corn person? There
1: was somebody out in the street with a shopping cart with a cooler full of hot water and ears of corn,
0: and and they they slather it it with mayonnaise. Oh, no. Stop. Yeah, cover it with chili powder. Yeah.
1: (gasps) Yeah, these people just walk around boiling corn. Elote.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah. I've never even heard of that.
1: Yeah, butter or mayo and chili powder. I do like
0: corn though. Yeah. But I don't know that I would eat it out of a cooler.
1: Yeah. I have a lot of like,
0: um, I'm a little bit of a germaphobe.
1: I've given up on that. Really? I yeah. Do I mean, that. for the most part, I try and knuckle down with people instead of shaking because you ever get a wet oh, hand.
0: God. Oh, it's the worst.
1: Yeah, and a wet, I feel bad hand. because anybody who has that, it's hyperhidrosis. They're so self-conscious about it. Really? And yeah. They feel, what is it?
0: It's an actual condition. It's like,
1: yeah, you just sweat too much, so it comes out of everywhere. Yeah.
0: I mean, I get hot flashes, but my palms don't sweat. Oh my god, god, hot
1: flashes are incredible. Incredible. I can't stand that. Like it feels like my body just hit 114 okay. degrees. I do not know
0: that men got hot flashes.
1: I'm not. I'm not sure that men do get hot flashes, but I'm on a different schedule with this antics brain.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, I had never experienced anything like it. Now, for me, it's not too bad because I run cold. Like, my temperature is usually, my blood pressure is usually low and my my, um, heart rate's very slow and so all that. So, it's not, like, when I've seen other women get hot flashes, they're literally dripping in sweat. I don't feel that way. I just feel like, wow, it got really warm in here all of a sudden. And I don't even think my cheeks flush or anything. That's lucky. So I'm very lucky. Yeah, when sense.
1: I get them, it's like I'm just too hot to touch myself.
0: Wow. And can you, like, do, do you walk outside or what do you do?
1: It's always while I'm sleeping.
0: While you're asleep. So it's like night sweats? Right? Yeah, night yeah. terrors and night yeah. sweats and
1: then, and then hot flesh, whatever it is. So you
0: did you feel like you ever went back to normal after the Shantix thing?
1: No, not not even close to normal. I went through this whole period of time where I just wanted to murder people. Wow! Just absolutely something switched.
0: But you held your marriage together.
1: My wife held my marriage together.
0: <sighs> she was. Uh, she must have been like, "What the fuck, though?" Right?
1: We all were. Nobody, yeah. you know, like all of a sudden you're a dad and you're a jerk. Why? Why was? Why is this happening? Why are you yelling at people? Why are you always grumpy? What's what the? F- wow! I don't know what's going on.
0: And now, did they medicate you the other way?
1: Oh, they tried all kinds of stuff. Yeah, nothing worked. It turns out I'm allergic to things like Valium and Xanax.
0: Allergic (laughs) like how it happens?
1: I don't even know if allergic is the right word, but I get irate. Like
0: Has people, the opposite effect
1: uh, You know people You ever heard of Roid rage Yeah That's I fly into a roid rage When I'm on medicine That's the, the stuff wow. That's supposed to calm people supposed to down calm you down Yeah so I don't know What I'm supposed to Like methamphetamines To go to sleep or Crystal
0: meth And you're right? knocked out
1: That'd be great
0: right? <laughs> John's been sleeping for days What's he on? Cocaine
1: <laughs> Yeah <right? laughs> It's a, a mess It really is a now, mess Now how
0: does that affect you As a stand up Like re- re- remembering things Like
1: well, For years I had to use A clipboard until they put me on medication okay. for Alzheimer's and Parkinson's disease.
0: Jesus, you're like a medical miracle sitting in front of me here. I mean, all this. Stuff and you it, yeah, take there's and... only
1: three medicines that I take too. One of them is is that one for Parkinson's and mm-hmm. Alzheimer's. One is for my heart, and the other one's marijuana.
0: Marijuana for and, all the pain. And and that has that helped?
1: Yeah, because I can't take painkillers either. I can take one or two right. f- in one day, and then that's it. Otherwise, I go through withdrawals when I stop.
0: Wow. So, how did you discover marijuana as a pain reliever? Did did you had you used it before were you, Oh, I've been using it for years. So, you're a mar- marijuana user and anyway. 100% believer okay. in it for right. years. I knew it
1: wasn't a drug and it infuriated me that people saw it as a drug. My parents were cops, they were anti-marijuana like
0: But a drug it's a drug in the sense that it changes your state, but not a drug in the sense of like it's addictive. Is that what you mean?
1: More studies are needed. Uh-huh. It is really not addictive. Nobody's out there sucking dick for marijuana. Right. I hope this isn't a Christian podcast. No. <laughs> I think yeah. Christians suck dick, though, right? Yeah, all the Pretty time, much, just right. for communion money. <laughs> right. But, yeah, no, nobody's out there doing that. This right. is, nobody's breaking into buildings to get marijuana And money. why do you it's, think
0: they do for crack or for, you know, crystal meth or whatever? It
1: rewires your brain. Same way my dog is with that. Yeah. The true toy. Like right. It's the, the one focus in there. And, and it's people who already have a problem with that anyway. Right. They just needed that drug to be the focus. Right. Some people, it's classic cars.
0: Yeah. Whatever it is.
1: Yeah. Everybody's got a, an addiction.
0: And then how did, so did the marijuana play into any of the other medications you were taking? Does it, does does it, cross? it makes
1: it harder for people to believe that you have a memory issue. When you smoke marijuana oh, and tell people that you have a short-term memory problem, that's what they think it <laughs> it's is. It's the weed, bro. Oh, okay. oh yeah, it must be the weed. Yeah. And now
0: there's diff- there's all these different kinds of marijuana now, right? i mean, Yeah, gotten, I've, like... I've
1: gotten a little bit of education lately thanks yeah. to this marijuana system. Out I here. mean, it's
0: kind of insane, right? Yeah, so many things that you can do. Now, I I haven't smoked pot. I smoked pot when I was got eighteen or nineteen. And the reason I quit was because I could see that this was not the drug for me. It did not motivate me to want to do anything. Oh, that's funny. I just I just wanted to be high all the time. Like I was like I was like this was like I think I'll take a bath. (gasps) So for those of you, take a bath. I'll go to the mall. I'll smoke pot and go to the mall. I'll whatever. I'll go to church. (gasps) I'll smoke pot and go to church. Everything became a little bit more interesting to do high, but I wasn't really. I could see I wanted to eat all the time, and I was unmotivated.
1: And I could see how people think that that's a thing, too. Like, yesterday my wife wanted to give the dogs a bath. Mm-hmm. All right? I got to go out and smoke weed 1st Mm-hmm. It's not to make a dog bath more interesting. It's because I'm going to have to kneel down and dry a dog, followed by another dog.
0: Right. And that the pain is, is coming. Yep. Right. So
1: let's nip it in the bud.
0: Right. But and I just think you have to know too, like what drugs work for you. Like
1: very few, and I'm know? so hesitant to trust to a pharmaceutical product.
0: After what happened, I can't imagine yeah, nobody you want to take anything.
1: Yeah, and I have friends like you got to try this pill, that pill, this one. No, we we need to outlaw this. Like in Australia, you can't advertise medicine on TV, really, or magazines. No, nowhere, no radio, nothing. Nobody's got restless leg syndrome in Australia, believe it or not. <laughs> nobody yeah like there are so many things that we're convinced we have what are we doing wrong that everybody has toenail fungus now right we're not cleaning our showers right that's True. what it is. Right? You can't clean a shower with Febreze. We
0: we'll also think that there's there's something to be said for, you know, doing as much as you can in a natural sense. You know what I mean? Like Absolutely. If, if it's not working, then you go to the next thing. I think people right now go right to the pill. You know, take a pill. Take a I, I
1: think the big lighter ruined our country. Well,
0: I gotta hear this. Huh? Right?
1: <laughs> because it was disposable. Before that, your grandparents had Zippo lighters or Ronson lighters Mm. or some kind of hand-me-down lighter that everybody loved It might have been made of silver or gold, and you had to buy flints for it, you had to buy new wicks for it, you had to fill the thing and maintain it. Once you could throw something in the garbage, divorce rates skyrocketed. Really? That's Yeah. Because there was
0: no more having to hang on and make it work. And, you no make it work,
1: and that was the last time people repaired things. Wow. There are no more TV repair stores. There's right. no more sewing machine repair right. stores. There's nothing shoe repairs. Everything's right. gone. We throw everything out. We don't think twice about it. It's a disposable country. Move on. Yep, right. goldfish is dead.
0: Get rid of it. Out of here. We'll mm-hmm. don't think you? Can you didn't
1: goldfish. do well with that, but we, yeah, right. We, <laughs> we
0: could can... bring him back.
1: <laughs> it's an ex goldfish.
0: we just mouth to mouth. Just Give flush it a shot. down the toilet.
1: I ate a goldfish once. Did you? Yeah, you just drop it in your gullet and swallow. Why, though? It was a, uh, like a... College thing? A high school dare, yeah. Did you go to college? No, I was no. in the military, saving mm. everybody's freedom.
0: Uh, what what war did you serve in? The big one. The big one?
1: Panama, yeah. <laughs> I and, <love> where, saying. <laughs> and where were you? What branch? The Navy. Okay. Yeah, the crazy one.
0: Is that the crazy one?
1: Yeah, you you, you just don't ever trust anybody who says Navy because you don't know what they did.
0: Really? So were there because uh, 'cause you,
1: you've seen Navy guys and you instantly think bell bottom pants and they're mopping on a giant boat somewhere. Yeah, but then that's you also think Navy SEAL. Right. Underwater disposal technicians, explosive right. ordnance disposal, what well, you know like there's what just,
0: made you choose that branch?
1: The fact that they don't make you sleep in a tent in the mud.
0: You were on a boat, mm-hmm. so you wanted to be on a boat.
1: I knew I would have a bed. It was the Air Force or the Navy. I wasn't going in the Marines or the Army to sleep in the forest. Because they sleeping in
0: bunks and yeah. on the ground and all that. Sleeping
1: bags and tents. Just yikes! If you if you're in a branch that issues you part of a tent, like usually they give you half, Jesus. So you have a half, and your partner gets a half, and you make a tent. Wow. Nah.
0: No, thank you. <laughs> and, and and I
1: was lazy you know the army used to have that thing like we do more before 9 a.m than most people (laughs) do all day
0: not interested yeah i
1: want (laughs) to sleep till about seven how about no (laughs) yeah
0: now with your getting back to the stand-up with your short-term memory loss how does that affect doing comedy like do you get thrown like if somebody takes you off track in the audience does it throw like oh what was i gonna say next or
1: yeah no i'm uh, in, in a way, it like it took years to, to get my routine memorized to the yeah. point that I don't have to write it down. Right. And it is easy to throw me off, but it rarely happens because I have a commanding presence. Yeah. I'm not really You not get heckled. Yeah. Not really, no. Yeah.
0: Well, I think you have a commanding presence, but you also are very likable. You have that thing about well, thank
1: you. being Nodding Uncle
0: Gilly. Again. and yeah. You know, it's like everybody loves you. That's no part of the thing, you. though. Yeah. It's smart, though. Yeah. But you're likable.
1: I try to be, yeah, and and that was something I learned. Don't offend anybody. Right? Why? Right? Right. No reason. And I for I it. constantly meet these people from certain cliques. They're like, oh, where where I come from, you know, we're all edgy. Why? Yeah, yeah. You haven't been out here where it. you know like, we get cruise ship comics who come through and tell you what they expect and how much they pay.
0: Right.
1: And you say to yourself, you guys want one hour of clean stuff that i can tell to 12 year old kids and 91 year old women mm. and you pay me how much Three thousand bucks a week mm-hmm. that's that's a not a bad life
0: not a bad life
1: right. but if i start talking about eating somebody's booty right i'm not going, you're not on, going, on, going on a cruise, cruise ship and i've just cut myself down to 750 a week if
0: you're lucky yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's very, very true. Yeah. yeah.
1: Don't be those people. Right. But you can't tell somebody what to do.
0: No, they all have their own thing. And, you know, and I think I think you have to for me, it has to be something that is has to be true for you. You know, I don't think you can create for me, I can't create an act on what will work. It has to be something that resonates with me. You know Yeah, well.
1: Yeah. All my stuff is true. Right. So it's easier to remember and
0: that's and that's how I feel too and like it I don't still
1: seems preposterous. I
0: exaggerate stuff but I do do but but nothing is completely untrue. you know it is my perspective. It is how I feel about life. it's how I feel about marriage. it's how I feel I remember my husband's uh, co-workers all came to see. I sat and they were like, oh, you know, and it was like, oh, he's fine with it. You know what I mean? It's like.
1: Same. My you know, wife's co-workers came, to, came see. to see you.
0: And they were like, uh, what would your husband just say?
1: I didn't know she rolled her eyes yeah. like that. You're not married to her. You knew the other faces, though. Right. Right. Yeah. And
0: how does she feel about stand up?
1: It's funny. Now that she's, you know, like I said, she stuck it all out through really crazy and not so crazy and, right. and stand up. Right. So it wasn't like I was in stand-up and went crazy. Right. So she really finds the humor in most of what I say and do. Right. Which is delight. So she's supportive. Very. Yeah. But, you well, know. she's probably
0: lucky you're alive.
1: Yeah, so do you know? I mean, happy. Want. Happy and lucky that you're alive. <laughs> very you lucky. Know?
0: And she probably feels good to see you doing something that you're passionate about. Yeah. Because once you have a near-death experience, I would think you reevaluate your whole life under a new blanket of like
1: during it with a nap we celebrate it with a nap and then we reevaluate everything after the nap just
0: like uh this could be very different this could be a different life
1: yeah well here was the thing like i had different careers and and i did very well right and i think to myself it was all in obscurity you know like Mm. you, you do something and nobody's ever gonna know who you are Mm. Even though you have this ability to do more. Right. And I built buildings that I can drive around Manhattan and Brooklyn and Queens and right. Bronx Say, I that. and Las I Vegas. Built that. yeah.
0: yeah. That's cool.
1: Yeah, it is. But it's nobody's ever going to drive by and be like, that's the one John did. <laughs> you have to take right. your kids or your right. grandkids you and point them it out. It is. Yeah. Right. But with stand up comedy, if so you're doing well and people know who you are, who you are
0: right? that's a big
1: deal. Yeah, it is. And is that
0: what you want to do now for. for
1: it's it's a perfect way to wrap up the rest of my days. That's
0: what you want to do. Just make I figure people laugh. If,
1: if I'm lucky, maybe I've got 25 more years on the right. planet. Right. That's not a bad run. 25 years of comedy.
0: No, that'd be great. Yeah. Yeah.
1: We need so, another Leslie Nielsen. We need another Rodney Dangerfield. We need to go back yeah. to the 80s when people were not pussies about everything. Right. I'm tired of people telling me they're triggered or...
0: <laughs> I'm triggered.
1: It just means you that can't control like yourself. Problem. Yeah, you sounds like you con- need to learn to. Yeah, I to think to deal I think there things.
0: is that old school thing, you know, when Chris Rock was saying like, whatever happened is just crazy. Like it's just so much focus on like I think there's a balance in between. Like I think my dad's generation was too much like, suck it up, get on with it, move on. Anybody who bit. sees
1: a psychologist is nuts. Right, my da- exactly. Suck it up and get right. on with your So life.
0: that's too far in one direction. But I also think you know, every kid gets a trophy is also bullshit. Like, I Absolutely. think you can't know whether you're good at something or not. If And I think it's important to, like, I get celebrate the kid, make him feel good, but kids have to know what they're good at.
1: Kids have to know I that mean, they how lost. Many,
0: how many stand-up comics do you and I see where we're just like, this is not your thing. Like, yeah. bro, this is never going to be your thing. So, like, I get, like, pursue the dream. I, I saw it in acting all the time when I was managing actors. You know, it was like, you know, guys, I would do these, um, they had workshops, and they would pay managers to come in and watch these workshops. Uh-huh. And these kids are paying to come to this workshop because they think they're going to have a shot. And because I was an actor first, I would spend a lot of time with them after and talk to them and just say, like, you know, guide them where I could. But, you know, a lot of times you're looking at them going, this is never going to be your career. But there's that buy-in to, like, look, well, anything could happen. Well.
1: Yes, that's true. Right. There is the anything can happen angle, but. My problem is that with this brain injury, I really don't have a filter anymore. Right. And I occasionally feel like I'm entitled to tell people, like, if this is your eighth year as right. an open mic comic, yeah. you've never been booked. Right. You're not going to be. Right.
0: Just move Keep on. it up. Do yeah. something else. And find, I Stop think. Stop
1: writing comic on your stuff. Stop saying things like, you know us comics. <laughs> <laughs> no i don't i have a, i had a real job i get yeah. i have a friggin' house i have yeah. a mortgage you right. don't have a job because you think comedy's going to pay you something but you only go to open mics you can't be broke
0: and it and it takes it takes a long time you can't really ride that broke train because you it takes a long stand-up takes a long time six
1: years in and i feel like <laughs> i've been fast-tracked by somebody yeah yeah. Because I perform on Las Vegas Boulevard. One hundred percent. And not even in the, the big clubs, as I would I, call it. I
0: but. think but I think a lot of people can be fast tracked if you are smart. S- smart and a good communicator. Like and I humble. remember when I started in stand up, I was somebody said to me who I really respected, like well, you were good right away. But it was because I had sang in bands, I had talked to people, I had held a mic before. You hey, know what you're I mean? a performer. Who was a performer? I was on Carnegie Hall when I was four years old. Like I'm used to being in a You front know what bothers
1: me is the improv people taking money. Oh, Comedians yeah. think that it's gonna help their comedy. Yeah. If you have to practice improv, you've already lied to yourself about the basis of improv. Right. Which is creating something on the spot. Out of nothing. Yeah. How right. do you practice creating something out of right. nothing? You right. don't.
0: Right. Well, even practicing stand up is hard. I mean, open mics are I mean, it's it's practice.
1: Bru- they're brutal. But it's it's, it's really not business. a good
0: example of, you know, whether your jokes I use uh I use open mics more. I like to just get up and talk to people and fuck around, uh-huh. just, you know, because new stuff will come to you, like work out a joke or something. But to really go like, hey, this is my set and I'm going to perform it in open mic at, you know, 11 o'clock on a Tuesday. Something. You don't know, you know, it's not a good it's not really it's gonna never resonate. a great
1: barometer. But no. if you can if you can be outstanding at open mics, oh, yeah. uh,
0: then you got a shot. Yeah. Then you got a real shot, you know,
1: and we we <laughs> see all kinds here. I feel bad a lot of people who don't know about comedy don't understand that, let's say you're in Orlando and you rise to the top, you're the best comic in Orlando and you're like, I'm going to move to Las Vegas. Nobody knows you. Right. Now you're the worst comic in Las Vegas and right. you have to start fresh.
0: And that's like with any with any job, really. Unless unless they bring you out. Unless you've been brought out. Like when I moved to LA to be an actor, it's like I knew no one. I, you yeah. know what I mean? It's like years and years and years and years of like, you know, pounding the pavement. But it's like, you also have to have um, there's that thing that I hate where people are like, well, you know, I'm broke. I'm an artist. I'm like, because you're an artist, you shouldn't be broke. Because mm-hmm. being an artist is going to cost a lot of money. Yeah. You know what I mean? You like should, that, you should be wouldn't...
1: artistic enough to create something to sell to support this yeah, dream. Or
0: go do something, make your money, have another job, another life. There's nothing.
1: And now you couldn't ask for more. You have Uber where you can drive three hours a day or Postmates or whatever it is. You can always make money. Lyft will give you a car. And
0: I also think that that is what makes an artist, like, if you're sitting in your house waiting for the phone to ring, you're not experiencing life. You know, that shitty job that you have where you hate your boss, one day you're going to use something that boss did to to portray a character, to write a joke. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It's like, that's why a lot of these famous comics, and I won't name names, they... They're great comics. They become uber famous, and then they try to come out and do a special, and the special's terrible because they've been locked up in their mansion. They're not experiencing life in the same way. Absolutely. So all the shit they wrote about, everything they write about now... Yeah, yesterday someone brought me lunch. Ha ha. It's like, you know what I mean? It's like.
1: Foreign assistance, the worst. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Who can relate?
0: Anybody? Anybody? No? Huh, household you know? staff, am I right? <laughs> it's like, does anybody else have to fire the pool boy three times this month? Like So now yeah. we
1: have Stormy Daniels is, is headlining some comedy shows in Houston, Texas, I believe. Right, And I don't care. No. I really don't because there's room for all of us in comedy. There right. really and, is. And here's
0: the thing, you know, if she's good, she's good. She'll and if come she's and not go, good she's not good she's and, gonna and drop off the and, radar and, right.
1: just the same way the other 90 people have i can't right. tell you how many times i've seen this former wrestlers and oh, washed yeah. up actors, actors
0: and, and even famous actors I've yeah. seen famous actors go hey i'm gonna get up and do stand-up hey god bless you know yeah nothing nothing wrong with it and i think it's funny when someone to me crosses over and tries to do stand-up it's like we kind of then support them, you know. We're kind of just like, hey, you know, do it. You know what I mean? I hope it goes well. You know, because yeah. we know how hard it is out there.
1: And, is. and then you look at the Hangover. It's all comedians,
0: right? Right.
1: Just people who knew each other, and you know that they're the best actors on the planet. Yeah. I can't imagine being a British person who went to school at the Royal Academy of Dramatic Arts for mm-hmm. 40 years watching Chris Farley get awards, like, God damn him. What the <laughs> hell? Yeah, I don't... John Belushi. I don't
0: think there's any, um, uh, what's the word, like, um, formula when it comes to art. You know, because some people study and train and they, you know, Helen Mirren and they're amazing. And then there's some people that don't train and, you know, wind up... Some people go to the Groundlings. Some people Robin go to the Royal Williams. Academy. Yeah. yeah, you just never know. I think talent is very and it's very subjective you know it's all about opportunity do yeah. you do any more acting
1: no i haven't acted in a while there's it was a there's a decent community out here in las vegas too yeah. i just lost touch when i got into comedy it was one or the other
0: that's going back to class i really like it i like being in class there's something about acting that is a it's a different muscle but i like it yeah that's but for you've sure you've done some stuff you've worked yeah
1: i've been the star of a few movies and have been nice. supporting cast on a few movies and tv shows and yeah, it is. It's great. I love so, independent films. Yeah. And I'll do all of them.
0: Yeah. I but, could see you as an actor for sure. <clears throat> well, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for coming. What do, what do you got coming up? Promote some stuff.
1: Oh, Where are you at? S- well, every Tuesday at Rebar downtown on Main Street, Charleston and Main.
0: And for learned. comics that are listening, like up and coming comics, what? how do they get in that? How do they get up and well, how much time do they Right. Do?
1: Anybody who wants to try comedy, come down. It's Show up at 830. The list gets full quick. They ripped it couple of weeks ago, trying to get their names on it, people had a fight over a, Jeez, a yellow that's... list and ripped it in half. It was hysterical. Wow. Yeah, sad at the same time. Yeah, the list goes out at 8:30. It's full by 8:32
0: and how many how many minutes 40 do people 40 people get? show
1: up so we get either 4 or 5 minutes it's Perfect. you know it's okay. that, because of where we are they close at midnight okay so we have to be done by 11:55 and it starts at what 9 9 yeah sign of it 8:30 yep. okay and
0: then what are you doing where are you at and you uh, host that
1: i do i host okay. that i'll be in uh, oxnard at levity live on wednesday night nice. if this is airing soon and yeah. then saturday at hooters at the hilarious 7 okay and then I'll be at Looney's in Colorado Springs the first weekend in April. Cool. And then, I don't know, I have a brain injury. I didn't memorize right. that's the rest of it. Good enough. We'll, we'll put everything Actually, some up on friends the next of time. ours are coming into town. It might be this weekend. I don't know. My daughter's coming back from Australia that's soon. And nice. I just found out my oldest son's having a baby. <gasps> Gonna is be this a the grandpa. first one? Yeah. Oh,
0: my God. That's so exciting. Yeah. So grandpa I got a, Gilly.
1: got a dumb joke out of that, too. The joke is. My son told me he wants to name, if it's a boy, he wants to name it after my father. And I was like, that's sweet, but old fashioned. I don't know why you'd want a kid named Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. And I'm out.
0: <laughs> Love it. All right. Well, thanks for coming by, John. My and, uh, pleasure. Great come check you. him out. He's hilarious. Bye. <laughs> Well, there you have it, everybody. That was another episode of Andrea Town. I really appreciate all of you for checking it out. Uh, go to my website, andreanatoli.com, to uh, learn more about me and the upcoming dates that I have here in Las Vegas and elsewhere. And um, feel free to reach out and let me know what you guys like and don't like. I live to please. All right, you guys. Have a good one. Bye. You're
1: not the one for me. Doesn't matter because we both agree. It's just jealousy.